What's going on? Welcome back to the Barbells and Trails podcast. We are here yet again. And uh, as you guys might be able to tell just by how the camera's set up, sadly, I don't have a guest. I should just stop telling you guys um, that I'm going to have a guest on because it never really seems to work out properly when I do. So, you know what? Um, next time it's just going to pop up. I'm not going to say a word. It's just going to happen. Um, yeah. So this week got, got a few things to talk about. Number one is friends. The best TV show ever. I know a lot of people would probably say no, but I think it's up there. One of the things I did this weekend, um, which I've kind of been doing in the past was I've been watching friends in the background throughout the day. Here and there, watching an episode or two, doing dishes, you know, stuff like that. And um, I actually finished the show. And uh, so I watched it at least up to this point from season six to the final episode. In high school, I had someone's Netflix password and I was watching it from the beginning and I got up to like season six before I somehow got logged out. And uh, it it's a really great show. So I'm sitting here uh, this weekend, and I'm I'm not motivated Sunday for some reason to do much of anything. And I'm like, oh, man, I really should fold all my laundry and do all that. So I was like, all right, I'm going to do that. I'm going to throw on Friends and watch that. I got through several episodes. I ended up finishing the show, and I was like, man, I still got more laundry to fold. What am I going to watch? I decided to watch and put on the Friends reunion that came out a few years ago, whenever it was. And um, I didn't totally know what to expect because I had seen bits and pieces uh, and clips from it after it came out. And I know people were like, this isn't necessarily what I expected um, from this whole, whole thing with it. I mean, I thought it was still pretty good. Um, it was cool to still see uh the the cast together again and realizing at the time that they all six have not been together since the end of the show is kind of crazy and them also in in the reunion um movie show whatever you want to call it asking questions to the writers and uh, the people that basically made the show and come up with it. it was really cool to see kind of the background story of how this show got created and put together and how it developed to what it is now. Um, which was very interesting because this show, I forgot that it ran from 1994 to 04. For some reason I was thinking a little sooner and that ended in late nineties or very early two thousands. So it was still coming out. Like it was still premiering when I was a kid, which is really crazy to think about because it feels like, it's older but it is really not and and they talked about the impact of the show in general and uh, from people around the world I didn't realize that the show was translated into like 16 different languages and all this stuff but um yeah they talk about the background of how they wanted to create the show um friends where your friends are your family in that time in your life and and all this stuff and how it ended up doing way better than any of them would have ever imagined and how they cast the members and and all this and 
how Joey actually, I think during his last audition or before his last audition, fucked up his nose and took a chunk out of it because he got, I say Joey, the guy that plays Joey, Matt LeBlanc, um, actually messed up his nose the night before getting drunk with a friend and falling and slamming into a toilet. And he literally took out a piece of his nose and uh, had to go into the audition the next day. So that that's very <laughs> interesting. But not only that, but like how like David Schumer was uh, was basically going to quit acting before they came to him and was like, hey, we kind of created the role of Ross around you. We want you to be, be him. And ended up being basically the only major role I know he's ever done since. But considering the amount of money all of them took in from the show, I don't think he's going to complain. But no, it, it was amazing to see kind of behind the scenes as certain things with the show and like finding out that uh, Jennifer and David actually had um, feelings for one another, especially in season one. And um, I actually wanted to date and get together, but and we're fr- flirting all the time, especially with their characters and stuff is actually kind of crazy that that's kind of in the end, that's kind of like a very back burner plot of the entire show is their their relationship that's that's always been like something going on and so it is kind of crazy that it it kind of was coming to life in real life like it was actually happening that those two were having feelings for one another but they just happened to be in relationships so they never acted on anything and um and they just kept it separate but it was very interesting, and to me, I thought it was very weird that for somebody to basically work together with these six people that became part of your family for 10 years, to not see one another all together at least in 17, 18 years or whenever they filmed this is kind of crazy. I'm like, I feel like I would have been like, hey guys, everybody, like we're doing, uh, we're, we're all getting together one year. I don't know, all of our families, let's go on vacation. Like, I don't know. I feel like I would try doing something. But the whole story behind it was very, very interesting. And, and uh, like, certain plot points weren't necessarily supposed to happen. Um, how the runner-up for the character of Joey, the actor, actually played Joey as Joey's uh, twin later on. And I can't remember which season. I think it was, like, season six. And that was the that was the same dude that was basically runner-ups to Matt LeBlanc, which is very interesting. Which looking at it, it's like I don't know I don't know how I'd feel about him pulling that role. Um, but it was really cool, and and like one of the plot points that the writers didn't necessarily expect to be um, so important was actually Monica and Chandler's whole relationship and them getting together and and that whole storyline apparently that was not planned uh apparently it originally was supposed to just be those two hooking up in london and that was basically it but when they were filming it and obviously having a live audience at the time they um (laughs) they they were doing the scene where I think Ross runs in and runs out and then she pops out of the sheets 
and it's like you think you saw me or noticed me and when they did that the whole crowd just erupted cheering and they literally cheered for like a minute where the actors just kind of had to sit there couldn't necessarily do anything and nobody real thought that that reaction was going to happen and they uh they just kind of were like okay maybe this is something we actually flush out a little bit so that's why they started it as maybe they keep it secret maybe they do this and it, it built for certain plot points and storylines that worked and made it funny but it was nothing they originally were planning on going anywhere but after the reaction from everybody they realized this this might actually be something and i thought that was really cool that they took some i guess some notion from how the audience reacted to how they should shape certain things with the show i thought that was pretty nice that they took kind of um feedback while filming but another thing that happened in the middle of the show that I never knew was Matt LeBlanc actually dislocated his shoulder on set filming one episode. I can't remember what episode it was. I know it was the episode where he wears all of Chandler's clothing and he's like, could I be wearing any more clothes? Blah, 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 whatever. But he went to jump into this seat and this was after like take four and they had three good ones. And then this what? no, this was take four. And he like tripped and landed funky and just popped his shoulder out of place. And they actually had to let that episode sit and come back to recording until after he was more recovered. And they actually wrote him wearing a sling into the show. And the explanation in the show was Joey was jumping up on the bed, fell off and hurt his shoulder, but or his arm. And, and uh, I was like, well, that's, that's pretty interesting. But it's like, how the hell do you dislocate your shoulder on, on friends? And it's just like the one one time out of like a, a physical, uh, one physical element of the show that gets hurt. But just watching the show, it's like, I grew up with this. I remember watching it as a kid. And it just is it, one of those shows that I get it. There's probably better shows out there when it comes to plot and story and certain things. But there's just something about this show where it's just it's just heartwarming. Like I don't like it's literally a show that you can throw on and you just feel good watching it. Like there's never a time where you're like I don't like this. Like it, it's just it's always good. There's really not ever a time that I've ever been disappointed watching Friends. I remember watching it with my parents when I was real young. And so I I rewatching it and getting up to like the end and the finale. I remember pretty much how it ended, but like one thing that I didn't remember because I'd never watched it all the way through was uh um was Paul Rudd playing such an important role in the show. I completely forgot that he was in it that much or didn't know and let alone him and Phoebe getting together, I didn't realize that either. So that was that was very very interesting to when I was watching it. I was like, "Oh, this is one thing I completely was oblivious to um remembering because it's not like I think at the time I had seen like the first or the second to last in the last episode. So I knew how the show ended, but that like that doesn't come up at all. I had never watched season 10 all the way through um growing up. So that was that was pretty interesting but also this was just like one of the largest sitcoms in the world 
it was kind of, I feel like probably one of the first times someone has become superstars from a TV show. Like, like major superstars. I mean, I think they were some of the first people, especially with that large of a cast, to make a million off of every episode. And, I mean, the next next biggest sitcom like that would be Big Bang Theory. But th- that, w- that started... That started six, seven years after, after Friends ended, I think. But it's, it's just such a different uh, time frame, too. But, yeah, I think that was, like, the first sitcom to ever just, like, kind of go worldwide in a way where people like everywhere kind of knew it and recognized it and and uh un- understood it and knew the characters and the cast. But it, it's just it's wild that something like that happened and the way it did it was just so organic that people just loved the show, which was crazy. And um I still love it. Like it's probably something I hope to actually watch with my kids eventually. Cuz it's just such a good show. It really is. Like I said, it's just such a feel good show. And you feel like you're there with friends. Like it, it's, and I've heard other people say the same thing. It's just one of those, one of those TV shows that just, you can always throw on. If you're ever feeling down or bored and you don't know what to watch or you need something kind of in the background, that's never a bad option. And, uh, I think that's one reason why it did so well was unlike certain other shows and other things that never focused on real life shit or topics or negative stuff it was always pretty optimistic and happy and there wasn't necessarily a lot of um bad stuff in the show like it was just overall like in any episode you're, you're probably gonna laugh or smile or, or or get get happy from something and it's and it's great and i love it and i i can't wait to maybe eventually rewatch it again like it's been it's been a long time technically it's been probably <clears throat> Technically took me, I think, like six or seven years to watch it from the beginning to the end. So, um, hopefully it doesn't take me that long next time. But, not only that, speaking of friends, this is a topic that I wanted to talk about in general. And I, I will eventually talk about it probably a little more in-depthly, maybe even with someone else on the podcast. So I feel like it would be very interesting. But... um. Like the crisis of young men in America. There's a book I want to read that talks about this topic. Uh, but this week I was listening to a news podcast and they brought up these statistics and it was very, very surprising, but at the same time kind of made sense, sadly. And that in the newer generation, younger men are having issues in every way around it, pretty much. One of the things that uh, that threw me off was that 80% of all suicides are young men between the ages of, I believe, 18 to 29. And that's something that's just not talked about. It really isn't. But one of the things that's really crazy is that they, they explained in this that 64% of men to 18 to 29 are single. And only, I think, like 30-something percent of women. And I I never thought about that. And I was like, well, that's kind of weird. 
but it makes sense. And the reason I think it was like 33%. And the reason the math doesn't add up is because is because women aren't going towards older men. And some of the reasons being is because they're more financially stable. They're um, they might own a house. They have better jobs. They make good money. All these different things that pushes and they're more just stable and they have stability. So it pushes women into dating and getting together with older men. And it is very interesting. It's kind of sad between that and let alone the birth rate dropping in the United States. Um, probably a little lower than it needs to be because uh, in all reality when you think about it we have the largest generation of a like in the past century going out shortly but slowly but surely it, they're starting to die out baby boomers are starting to go away they're getting that age where after that generation's gone there really hasn't been a big a big um, wave in the past couple generations of people so our population is going to drop and uh, which is kind of crazy but not only that but the another issue that causes that that uh i guess difference in singularity towards the dating life of young men is that it's almost a 60 percent 60 percent women graduate college 60 40 split more women, more women, women, more more women are graduating college. More men are going into the workforce, and because of that, women are saying that they're less likely to date men without college degrees. And it does seem very petty, but at the same time, you can kind of get both sides of it to an extent. Um, when women look at it, men with college degrees probably make more money. They're more stable. They have might have more similar ideals. Um, more uh, similar experiences, what whatever. At one point, I I get it, but at the same time, it is it is a weird, it it is to me kind of a weird um stipulation for dating, but uh, not only that, but now the wage gap is um kind of going in the opposite direction as some polls are taking it, saying that in certain places the weekly wage difference between the average man and woman at least in a younger age, is maybe 40 bucks a week. So basically parallel. But in some places, it's actually gone the other direction, especially in some major cities. Women are making more than young men. And part of that is because of the college degrees and getting different jobs. And uh, so that's just, again, building a gap between the, that generation and our young men having the ability to date and uh, do stuff so it's very interesting not only that more men are uh, have suicidal thoughts and depression and anxiety um and they have less friends than they used to uh 20 years ago i think it was 10 15 years ago or something on the statistic most people most men would say they have six or seven really close friends now that numbers either dropped by half or more or some say they have none and it's kind of crazy to think about especially just watching friends it's like yeah like people people were really close to their friends back in the day and i feel like that was more common commonplace than it is now and i feel like people make friends over the internet but they're not real friends they're not close friends 
But it's like, even with myself, I could maybe say I got three to four close friends. If I count my sister, make it five. And that, so that means I'm on the upper limit of most people. But until like a few years ago, it was mainly just Noah. And like in high school, like the, the close friends I thought I had, apparently they weren't there. It was a one, one-sided relationship. So I basically have one really close friend and that was it. And for him, I think it was kind of the same. And uh, so that that's kind of crazy to think about where I, I think it is harder for some reason now to to have that same relationship with people. And I really don't know why. But it's this is one issue that just kind of gets blown over because of like the toxic masculinity topic. And people think that like I, I think one of the reasons why suicide rates and, and especially for young men in general is so high and pe- like men feel so down on themselves is because over the past 10 years, men have been so degraded and taught that they, especially growing up that. Uh, most men are pieces of shit. They do this. They do that. Masculinity is terrible. You can't do this. You can't be a man. You can't act like this. And I think that between that and the lack of purpose, it's just caused some of these issues to skyrocket. And and I think also it's there's just not as much like people are willing to help a woman over helping another guy for sure, and that that's normal. And that's just something in the background that most men live with that you might not realize have a major effect on them. So this was just like a crazy topic. And some of the statistics I heard was absolutely crazy and blew my mind. Not necessarily super surprising, though, either. Um, so it, it was just kind of crazy. I'd love to get a friend of mine on here and actually talk about it with them and and actually learn more about it because it, it is such a crazy topic for young men and and uh, being one myself. and But it makes a lot of sense. And I think that's one reason why with some of those issues, I kind of preach that people should try going to the gym and do things to better themselves in some way between reading and exercise and sauna or, or cold showers or whatever because it's ways to mitigate those feelings that people don't do anymore. And, um, it, it definitely helps in general on probably all of those fronts, building confidence and, and your mood and, and all these different things. Like everything's felt feels better when you do these things in the long run. And I also feel like that's part of the issue is that that's also gone. I feel like it's so weird. We have people are definitely more healthy back in the day. They weren't overweight as they were now. But today, I feel like there's a lot more people that actually go to the gym, lift weights, and work on physique and look and try to get big than 50 years ago. So it's crazy. There's more fitness uh, knowledge. There's more nutritional knowledge that's more of a thing. But then at the same time, there's still more unhealthy people, which is kind of a weird, weird thing to happen. And, And that's not normal. So I think it's, it is a very interesting topic. And I mean, I, I'd had to kind of figure myself out um, to understand certain things myself. So it is, it is a struggle to, for a young man to kind of see where he should go in life. And it, and it is kind of a challenge. And I, I kind of get, I get these statistics in a way, but 
I, I can't wait to actually dive deeper into that. And that would be very interesting to talk about. But on a better topic, let's talk about some music. So NF just released a new song two weeks ago now. I, I was supposed to talk about it last week. I ended up forgetting. That's that's my bad. I completely forgot about it when recording. It's called Hope. He's releasing a new album at the beginning of April. So it kind of sucks I still got to wait a month considering he hasn't released any new music since two th- 2000, what? 2021. And his last album was 2019. It, so it's been it's been a while. It really has. And the album's not even as big as I was necessarily expecting. I was hoping it was going to be a little little more like lengthwise. But the song was absolutely amazing. The the visual effects and the story of through the song great. And he's always been able to build off of his storyline and his albums and and growing it and basically his whole career being a journey through his music, which is very interesting. Not many people do that anymore. And it, it was so good. Like the visual, the the music video alone was absolutely outstanding, let alone the music itself. And I can't wait to see what he comes out with with this album. Let alone, I can't wait to see him in person again. Because his concert was absolutely amazing last time. So I can't wait to see all that. But on the topic of music as well, Logic just released a new album, and it's called College Park. So I talked about this, I think, a handful of weeks ago because I noticed all the singles being released, and I noticed, uh, like, I got a notification of, like, ordering, order a College Park vinyl uh, early release, blah, blah, blah. So I, haven't, I hadn't heard him announce a new album coming out, or I guess I might have missed it. But I knew it was coming. And I was like, ooh, this is going to drop sometime. Let alone a week later, it drops. So this this whole album, I do love Logic because through his albums, he creates a story in the album itself. He creates a storyline. And, and if you listen to it from start to finish, you're following that story. And uh, so in this whole album, basically the plot is supposed to be 10 years ago when he was first getting started into rap. Um, basically back at college park, back in Maryland with his friends, like starting to get ahead in music and get a name for himself a little bit. And like in it, they're, he's picking up people and they're on their way to, uh, on a way to a gig and, and they're going to perform and and there's shit that happens throughout it. But, and then the music kind of plays a role through the whole thing. It's really good. Um, different final days was pretty good. Both of them are a little more old school. Um, but I, I do have mixed feelings. I, I had a friend that actually said he hated it. And I was like, okay, that's a little much. You're a logic fan. I know you don't hate it. I wouldn't say this is definitely my favorite album, but it's not bad. And actually I think it's the last song of the album. It's like eight minutes long. He, there's a lot of dialogue in the songs, like in each song. And that's what he said he didn't like as well. And I was like, I do kind of agree with that. If you're going to make a song, keep it a song. Don't add skits. Don't add all this extra dialogue. I think having those are fun, but b- 
break those away from the song itself and maybe put them in between because I think it takes away from the like the song itself. Like it's cool to have the story and to have all this extra stuff, but you gotta you can't you can't take away from the music by having these skits in there. But either way, on the last song he talks about wanting to quit rap, which is very surprising. And that the whole thing was he's supposed to be talking to his friends back in the day and how he doesn't want to basically um, basically box himself into his career through rap and not be able to express himself other ways. And, and so he talks about that and how he wants to eventually branch out because he's like, I don't want to be 50 and rapping and and doing all this shit on stage he's like i'd rather be able, able to do other stuff i want to play guitar i want to sing i want to whatever then it was like interesting cool so then like the last two minutes of the last song he whips out a guitar and he's singing but it's not like a like it's a song but it's not like a song song it was like he literally was like doing a small demo like this would definitely was not like a full-fledged song of him him writing it and singing and playing guitar but it's just like a sample almost and i mean i gotta respect the guy's decisions he can do whatever he wants but it is gonna be it's gonna be different when he pulls out a new album and it, there's no rap on it. it that will be something i won't i will i won't know how to feel about it at first but i mean hey he can do what he wants like it's his career uh, I, I want him to be able to make new stuff. So I'll be curious to see what exactly he comes up with and, and what he develops and what other genres he takes part in. Um, if it's only guitars and singing, I'll be surprised because I feel like he'll want to do something else that's a little different. So um, I'm curious to see what happens and how he kind of shifts his career just a little bit. And, and doing stuff like I don't know if he'll go on the pop side I don't know what what exactly he'll do um I mean when you think of KSI he started out with rap and and doing stuff and hip-hop and he kind of developed and as he got better more towards a uh, more pop um side of music which is pretty interesting and and not bad and it, it works for him so it's it's interesting what's going to happen with Logic and, and that whole situation. But um, speaking of KSI, the the Jake Paul-Tommy Fury fight just happened last weekend. So speaking of Jake Paul and Tommy Fury, their, their fight happened. I didn't watch it. But I heard the results. I haven't even watched the highlights, honestly. I think I just asked someone. I was like, oh, who ended up winning? And Jake Paul actually lost. Um, not, I mean, I'm kind of surprised, but not unsurprised. I didn't totally know how Tommy Fury was going to do and how that was all going to go. I knew it was probably going to be a pretty good fight and a challenge. Um, but I was like, oh, he didn't get knocked out, did he? And they're like, no, 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 it was a decision. I was like, okay, that makes sense. I expected that. I, I wasn't expecting him to necessarily get KO'd. So, that happened. It will be interesting to see what happens with JJ and Jake now. 
and how that whole thing will wrap around and if uh when they're gonna fight and i guess that might give jj more leverage but then at the same time it doesn't because of who he was able to fight um it's a pretty honorable loss i guess in the sense of fighting tommy fury so it we'll see how that kind of happens with that whole storyline i think it'll still be awesome if those two fight um here at the end of the year that'd be, that'd be crazy and it is kind of crazy that we are two months into the year already and uh, march is literally today so it is crazy the mo- the year is moving fast um if you guys are still here which i hope you are i do want to give you guys an update on my whole studying situation i have finished the course i'm not saying i, I got my license because i have it but i finished the course uh, at this point, I am just prepping and studying for the final exam and the state exam. Um, so I, I have taken in all the information. Now I just got to figure out what I need to work on and study like a college student and see where it goes. So hopefully I'm taking the test here in a couple weeks and we'll, we will go from there. But um, yeah, I, I've finished it and I it took a lot of time and... It, uh, I'm, I'm glad I did it. I still got a little ways to go before I make anything out of this. So I just thought I'd fill you guys in. And speaking of feeling, what? Speaking of filling you guys in, I've been posting shorts now for technically 29 days. Tomorrow is 30. But I've been posting shorts. And I kind of wanted to tell you how things have been going with it. I mean, I will show you the analytics. Um, maybe on next week's episode, I'm posting a short tomorrow to actually go through it a little more and, or, and I'm going to actually create a short, not clips, not whatever. And it's done really well for the channel. Honestly, I've gained almost uh, in the past month. I think I've gained 25 subscribers, which is absolutely awesome. I think we're on 70 now, which is crazy. Um, to think about honestly and and I think we're at and I don't know if that's all from shorts I'm just saying in the past month in general and then because of shorts I've had almost I think 17,000 views my watch time is like 205 hours and like certain things and and uh, my, my long form videos haven't done bad Last one didn't necessarily do great, but I didn't have a crazy, uh, crazy plot or topic to go over. So that, you know, that happens, but, um, it's, it's doing really well. And I think it, I think it is helping. I'm hoping that the new subscribers turn into long form viewers for the podcast itself. And we can keep, keep slowly, but surely growing this podcast and, and making, making more videos. And I, th- I do think eventually I will, and uh, once I get to a more comfortable position with this and coming up with, I feel like, a better system to make things run smoother, um, I would love to, to at least do two podcasts a week and go from there. That would definitely be nice if I have a host or even uh, like someone else to host with me, or even if I was willing to get it where I had someone on at least for one of those episodes a week. I think that would really help. So th- that's 
that's probably a goal I want to work on sometime this year and figuring that out and doing that. Um, but since I'm kind of at the back end of the studying thing and the course is over, I'm probably going to focus on, um, I'm going to try getting the clips channel up and running again. I kind of put that on the back burner there for a while. So I, I have to do that this weekend in particular. I'm probably going to try getting a lot of stuff done there. And I'm going to probably start using some of these shorts and posting it on the Instagram and seeing seeing how they do. And hopefully go on the uh, Instagram to hopefully help contribute to the YouTube channel. So we'll see. I hope you guys have been enjoying the shorts. I know some of them are a little eh. But it, uh, I'm like, I'm still trying to figure out like what to post, what to do this. I don't necessarily want to have like big names and everything. But at the same time, I want to try getting it where it has some publicity. Like I had a few that literally did 13 views. So not 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 many people at all saw it. Where I, I've had others where 1,400 people have seen it. So um like I'm trying to find a good balance because I don't want to necessarily talk about Prime all the time to boost it. I don't want to talk about KSI. I don't want to talk about Logan, Sidemen, certain things. I want to try having a, a decent thing. It just depends on the scenario and what I do, but I don't necessarily want to always use other people to try to get the views on it. So we'll see what happens there. But I hope you do do enjoy this week's episode and uh I'm going to have to get off of here because I got an appointment to go make. So I'll see you guys all later. I hope you guys do enjoy the shorts. Be sure to subscribe if you're still here and like the video. And I will see you guys all next week. Peace out, everybody.